0: At the end of the day, people won't remember what you said or did, they will remember how you made them feel. Maya Angelou.
1: Welcome to the Simply Retirement Podcast with your host, Eric Blake. This show offers valuable insights and advice on retirement planning, specifically tailored for women. Join us as we explore various challenges that arise during retirement planning and discuss practical ways to overcome them. With years of experience in retirement planning as a financial professional, Eric brings a wealth of knowledge to the table. He is joined by guests who will also offer unique perspectives and insights. Together, they provide practical tips and strategies to help you delegate some of the heavy lifting and make the most of your retirement. Whether you are a widow, divorced, or simply ready to take control of your financial future, This podcast is designed to help you navigate the complexities of retirement planning and make the most of this exciting phase of life. We take a step-by-step approach to help you understand what's next and guide you through the retirement planning journey. So sit back, relax, and let us help you build your retirement on your terms with another episode of the Simply Retirement Podcast with Eric Blake. Welcome to the Simply
2: Retirement Podcast with your host, Eric Blake. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hello, Eric. How are you?
0: I am awesome. I'm super excited to be
2: here with you today and uh, looking forward to getting this started. It's the very first episode of the Simply Retirement Podcast, and we're going to start each and every episode with a quote like you just heard. And tell us the reasoning behind that, Eric. To me,
0: quotes are one of those things that it's almost like affirmations. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, what gets you started? What gets you on the right track? And and to me, quotes are extremely important. I started this, what I call Wisdom Wednesdays, on uh, social media probably t- uh, probably three years ago now, and it's really just something that when you something that speaks to me, a particular quote that just stuck out in my head for whatever reason and got, felt like it got me on the right track. So I decided I would start sharing those, in uh, on social media as well. But this one in particular. This is the one that I again it's like a daily affirmation. I try to read this every single day because it really drives what my thought process is on a daily basis to make sure that I, you know, I'm, I'm keeping the values that are most important to me in front of me and working towards uh, doing what's best for our clients and again with financial planning whenever we'll get into all this I'm sure but you know with financial planning that really is what it comes down to how are your clients feeling? about your relationship do they feel like they can trust you that you're doing the right thing for them and uh, again it, we can talk about all the the taxes and all the the details of this and that but ultimately it's just how do they feel do they feel confident in where you have them going in retirement or whatever their financial goals are do they trust you to get help them help you get them there
2: and i have to say i love it i'm i'm a huge fan of quotes i love affirmations i love all of that hippy dippy woo woo stuff <laughs> As well, and you never just never know good.
0: what what might speak to somebody in a particular day. You know, again, I love that quote. That's one of my the quotes I live by. There's another one by uh, Zig Ziglar that you you get anything you want if you help enough people get what they want. So those are the two I talk about those two all the time. Anybody time somebody asks me, well, what are your favorite quotes? Those are the two that I bring up. But on the other quotes, you know, the ones I plan to look for, you know, ideally they'll tie to the show. But ultimately, is does one to speak to somebody that makes a difference in how they think about their life or how they think about their finances, whatever it might be. And quotes are just they're, they're just they're amazing. I, I love them. I, yeah. I'm a quote person.
2: Me too. And you just you just took number two. You just ruined it. You just said number two. Uh,
0: I've got number two lined up. We're good. I, oh, I've okay, got good. I've got them. I've got them for days and days. We're, I no was worries. worried. <laughs> no, no, no. Now I got the next one lined up.
2: Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about you, Eric. So how did you make the decision to get into this industry? Tell us a little bit about your history.
0: So so it was really interesting. So my wife, uh, who is now one of our team members, and I'm sure we'll get a chance to talk about that as well, but she was a teacher for 25 years. And it was very early on, probably within her her second year, maybe even first year, she went to a seminar where uh, a financial advisor was doing a presentation for the teachers during an in-service day. And she, she got a lot of value out of it. And we together went in, we sat down with a financial advisor, we went through the planning process, and I just, I immediately knew this is what I wanted to do. And you think about, you know, the chance, everybody, we always feel like we wanna make a difference in people's lives and whatever we do. And, you know, sometimes it takes you a while to figure out what that is, but this was it. I knew pretty, pretty quickly that financial planning, helping people make smart financial decisions, this is what I wanted to do. We th- went through the process, you know, at that time in our in our lives, we were in mid twenties, you know, looking at life insurance and all these different things. We needed to protect our young family. Uh, you know, as many young families do, we had a little bit of credit card debt. So, what's the plan to get rid of that? But starting outlining, having a plan, and what is what is it that we can do to proactively meet our financial goals. But seeing the financial advisor's role in that and how they can facilitate that and provide uh, knowledge and education on helping people make the right choices, it was it was eye opening and it was that was it. I knew pretty quickly before we got into the the process, going through the process with that advisor, and I even know I still remember her and she helped me get started in the business at the time. But uh, it was it was just an amazing uh, time in my life to realize you know this is what I wanted to do. And, uh, it was, it was on from there as I say, it, it was all history from there. It was like a lightning bolt. Absolutely. Yes.
2: So what were you doing before that?
0: So I got an accounting degree and realized very quickly that I didn't want to do accounting. Oh no. So, so <laughs> so th- it didn't, didn't take long. To do that? <laughs> yeah. So I, I got my accounting degree, um, Took the CPA exam. Didn't really take it seriously. I think I passed maybe one part of it. And again, it was just wasn't it wasn't the passion there that it that I thought it might be. Which you know, surprise, surprise, huh? That you know, accounting is not a passionate endeavor. But uh, <laughs> so I did that for a few years. Um, a couple of different things. You just I was with this little software services company for a while, just doing accounting. Uh, but then when this opportunity, when I, you know, I, I realized there was such a thing as as financial advisors, that that was a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that. Yeah, it wasn't. It, was long, it wasn't a long time. It was uh, Yeah, it was. I was ready to go.
2: There you go. So who do you work with? Do you have like a so-called specialty?
0: We do. So you know when you first get started. So this is 1999. So uh, when I got started, I, I my joke is that I got about uh, probably six months of a good stock market right at the end of the uh, of the tech bubble, oh, no. and then it just all hell broke loose for three straight years after that. So I got I got thrown into the fire really really quick. I bet. So you know when you're in, and that's unfortunately with the financial advisor world, you know if if you can get through those first few years, then you can probably make it. Uh, but it was it was a challenge to to say the least. But when you're in that first, you know, those first few years, you kind of, as they say, you you work with anybody who can fog a mirror, right? But as you go, as you continue learning more and you kind of find your niche or you find where, what your passions are. And the first version of that was I figured out that I really love retirement income planning because it's such a different process. And at least again, this is my opinion. I'm biased, obviously, but it's such a different process when you're thinking about how to take money out than when you're putting money in. Because mm-hmm. you spend your whole life, you spend, you know, 40 plus years of your career, putting money in your 401k, trying to t- stay disciplined, again, stay out of debt, all these different things that, you know, it's it's really, it can be broken down to discipline to some extent. But when you get to that retirement income phase, and how do I actually turn this into a paycheck, because I no longer have a paycheck? That was really, really intriguing to me. Um, you know, we talk about the implications of taxes, social security, you know, social security is to me one of the most underrated retirement income sources probably a lot of because people don't understand it. But I compare retirement income, it's just like a puzzle. you got all these pieces of, you, have, you know, a 401k sitting over at this employer, an IRA sitting over here and a Roth IRA over there and maybe even, there yeah, may be multiple 401ks. Uh, and then what do I do about social security? And you have to start taking all these pieces and putting them into- the puzzle, which hopefully creates that puzzle is the vision of what you want retirement to look like. Most importantly, that you don't run out of money. That's, yeah, you know, that's most important, right? <laughs> but, but it's, it's very much like a puzzle, just all these different pieces. We got to start figuring out how do we put these pieces together? Do we start with the edges or do we start in the middle? Where does your puzzle start? You know, what's your vision? What do you want to look at? And that's the first thing is helping people create a vision for what
2: life is going to look like once they're out of the workforce. I have but never then how do we that. turn in the reality? That's awesome. I really love that analogy, like putting the pieces together to have the puzzle of what your retirement life will look like.
0: Because if you, if you just kind of randomly you know start drawing money out, you either you're going to pay more in taxes, you're going to make the wrong decision with Social Security, uh, which kind of ties to the next version of, of your question. Ultimately, I decided that, you know, where my true passion was, was helping women accomplish retirement to achieve retirement. In most cases where they've uh, either gone through a divorce or they've been widowed or, you know, they may just be single by choice, whatever the case might be, how the decisions that women have to make when they're on their own are even more critical and anybody on their own really. But, you know, my background is, is very much that exact story, right? So my um, my mother was a single mother. I was raised by a single mother. I didn't even know my biological father. He was gone before I was a year old. So I have no memories whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And even when he passed away, probably five, six years ago, I'm not, honestly, I'm not even sure I never had no communication, no, nothing, mm-hmm. uh, and vice versa. Of course, he never really made any attempts to connect with me either. So, you know, you see the challenges that she went through and she's, she did remarry, but then she did got divorced as well. But then you think about now as she's getting close to retirement. You know she's in that window when we kind of talk about that what I call the retirement red zone when you're you're less than five years away, those decisions become critical. Critical, and she's right in the middle of that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, and this is before I really got into the real depths of retirement income planning. She she actually made a mistake with her social security benefits because she you know she did qualify for what would have been ex-spousal's benefits but she didn't realize that so she started with her own and this would it would have made a huge difference she could have actually let her benefit continue to grow uh, but then i saw the positives too in that you know being raised by a single mother my grandparents were were extremely important in my life i spent you know it, i don't know, it probably wasn't 50-50 but it was close right in terms of time i spent with my mom and then the time i spent with my grandparents and my grandfather he's actually one i call daddy he, I, you know, you're one year old, everybody around you is calling this man, daddy. What okay. else would you call him?
2: Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it
0: never, I never, I never did the granddad or papa or papa or all the different names that, that granddads get called now, uh, because that's what my mom called him. That's what my aunt called him. That's what my uncle called him. Yeah. What else would I call him? So until his, he, until he passed, that's what I called him. Uh, and unfortunately he was, my grandmother was 62 when he passed away, you know, from the, and from that standpoint, it's, it's ver- Still young, Um. sixty-two-year-old, being a widow, and now being in a position where you have to make all these decisions on your own, right? And you know, for her, this this is a woman that barely drove a car on her own, much less be put in a position of making all these financial decisions on her own. But she's done. She does an amazing job. She's you know, she's we. I give her advice from time to time. We talk about things. You know what she do. But when you think about her situation, where she actually was able to take advantage of the social security system in that she could start her own benefits when he passed and then switch to survivor benefits when she turned 70. So it was actually worked in her favor, but so many women don't understand. And so many people in general, again, that's not one I can really say that it's just women. It's people in general don't understand how all the different potential benefits of social security work. Survivor benefits, ex-survivor, ex-spouse survivor benefits, spousal benefits, ex-spousal benefits, All these different things. What age can you start? What age should you start? What if you're working? You know, it's crazy.
2: And then they keep changing them.
0: They keep changing. They do it every so often. They try to get rid of them. And then you hear, unfortunately, you hear the stories about, oh, well, social security is going to go broke in 2033 or 2034 or 20. Nobody knows. Right. right. So, but that's what the headline Better says. Not. It's going broke. Well, and it's not, and that's, I, I, this is another rabbit hole. I, I, I go down a lot, unfortunately. So it's not going broke. Yeah. So right now it says, okay, if, if we get to 2034, they'll be able to pay 80% of the benefits. So our friends in Congress, if they don't do anything, plan on getting a 20% reduction and you're going, to it's not going to, you know, it's not going to help. Right. But also if you, if you know in advance, and again, we're, you know, we're 10 years out. So, you know, if you have to plan for that, if it makes you feel better to say, Hey, I'm going to get a a reduction and I can still be okay. Yeah. But it's not going broke. It's they'll, they'll figure out something, you know, they'll wait to the last minute. And.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting because they've trained us now to not count on social security benefits. Like they really have set that in our heads and you're telling us, no 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 no. You can count on like not count on them but use them. They're still there, they're still available and this is what you can do.
0: Absolutely. And 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 again like I said early on, you know, social security is one of the most underrated sources of income. You know, for so many people unfortunately it's their it's their source of income. It's the only source of income. But not uh, hardly anything else out there is guaranteed for life and increases based on cost of the living. You know, even if you're one of the fortunate ones to have a pension most pensions don't have a cost of living increase mm-hmm. they're basically you starting you've three started three thousand dollars a month and when you retire it's three thousand dollars a month 20 years later right Social Security increases with cost of living and we've seen the impact of that over the last couple of years with you know the drastic increase in inflation that we've seen this year Social Security went up 8.7 percent that's that's not nothing <laughs> That's a lot more than most
2: raises I hear about
0: absolutely I mean yeah. and it's so it's it's one of those things that you know it's not necessarily going to be enough but it provides that baseline of of income where you can say, okay, I know I can count on that and again most likely just to throw another you know curveball into the equation of Social Security, but for the most part, people who are already receiving benefits are most likely not going to get impacted. It's going to be the the you know the Gen X, the Gen Ys that are probably going to get impacted by whatever changes happen.
2: Oh, great!
0: Down the road, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I get it. I'm but a again, Gen
2: Xer. So, Come on, man.
0: So am I. I'm right there with you. <laughs> but so, but that's what I tell you. You, know, if you have, for younger people, I say hey, just you know count on just if you're planning what you should be, just say hey, I'm gonna uh, let me count on about twenty percent less than what my Social Security statement says I'm gonna get. And if I can still make it or achieve my retirement goals, then I'll probably be okay. And if, and, you know, if it's, I always tell people in that, at that age, you probably want to treat social security as more the icing on the cake, not part of the cake. Right. Right.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. That's uh, like so the spend the money. money. Yeah,
0: exactly. It'll, it'll be there in some form or fashion. Uh, and there's so many different things they could do from raising ta- the income limits on how much of your income is taxed for social security purposes. Uh, adjusting cost of living increases. Uh, there's, there's different things they can do. They just got to get on the ball and get it done.
2: So let's get out of the office. Let's talk about what you are doing when you're not working. What do you do for fun?
0: So what I do for fun. So uh, one of my favorite things, and it, it, to me, I'm not a very good, I, I do meditate, about, you I know, try to do it about 10 minutes every morning, but I'm not very good at it. My mind wanders constantly. So Take it's practice. very hard. But what I do and for me is more of what I consider the meditation is a, a morning workout or a morning walk. So I get up in the morning. I'm an early morning person. I'm up at 5am. It doesn't matter. I don't, whether I set an alarm or not, I'm up at five o'clock. doesn't matter what time I go to bed either. Unfortunately, if I go to bed at midnight, <laughs> I'm up at five. It's just the way I, I've you know I've gotten used to it now. You're
2: wired that way.
0: I'm wired that way. So I don't, I don't know what to do about it or how it happened, but that is what it is. <laughs> but, but I love getting in the morning and working out. Um, it's whether I'm listening to the podcast or listening to, you know, music or whatever it might be. It kind of gets my. That's where I get away from work, where I get my head, my brain, um, out of the office. And then the other days when I'm not going to the gym, uh, I do about a four mile walk. And that, to me, if, I tell people all the time: if you're not taking a morning walk, then you're doing something wrong, because it's. You know, for me, getting out in nature and just again the chance to to get away, get your mind off of the day to day, you know, your challenges, your worries, your stress. To me, there's nothing. Honestly, there's nothing better than than getting out for a walk and just being in nature and and uh, enjoying what's around you.
2: But I'm very lazy. I don't like to walk, Eric. You got to get over that. that, (laughs) (laughs) Don't be lazy, then. Right. Well, and but and that's part
0: of it, I guess. Just find find what works for you. I mean, obviously, it's it's not everybody doesn't like to walk, but you know, for me, it's it's again, it's it's more than medit. It's better than meditation for me. That's the time again. I can get my mind off of things, uh, especially on weekends. You know that it's really hard. You know, for financial advisors, you take a lot of personal responsibility for your clients. There's almost constantly on your mind, whether it's somebody that, you know, we unfortunately had a client pass away not long ago. So you're worried about their family and what they're going through and, um, and you it's know, we, we go through any type of any challenging market. You know, 2022 was a crazy year all the way around. So you're wondering, okay, how, how are people doing? Are they worried about their money? Realistically, we've done for the most part. We've done the right thing, so I I shouldn't worry. I I tell them not to worry. So why would I be worrying if I tell them not to? So it's you know, do as I say, not as I do. Um, (laughs) But again, you you got when you get you know seventy people, seventy households that are, and you feel like you're they're reliant on you. It's hard not to to have some level of worry. So that's that's where the walks really come in, uh, for me to to get my mind off of those types of things. Uh, But my wife and I, we love to travel. Uh, we've got a big trip to Italy later in this year that we're Very extremely nice. excited about. Uh, it's the first time we've actually gone out of the country other than, you know, Mexico.
2: Right. Nobody counts Mexico. <laughs>
0: Nobody counts Mexico. <laughs> uh, so really excited about that. And just the planning, um, you know, my, we've been married. We're actually, uh, a, this, this episode will probably come out after this, of course, but you know, our 27th anniversary is coming up uh, next week mm. uh, as we're recording this. So in, t- in 27 years with, uh, uh, with well, a woman, that's amazing. She's been there for me and with me through thick and thin uh, now being uh, what I, you know, we tried when we went, when we did this deal, when we started Blake wealth management, October, 2020, we said, we're doing this together. You know, she had taught 25 years, had some, some asthma issues at the, around the time of the pandemic. We just said, okay, you're done. That's, we're not, you're not going back in the classroom so I said, well, why don't you, I'm going to make, this is a big move. I'm going to need somebody who can be there by my side to help me to do these things that, you know, I either, I shouldn't be doing or or don't know how to do. <laughs> so, right. So she joined me at the same time, uh, October, 2020 as our director of first impressions.
2: Oh, uh, so yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, And she makes
0: an amazing impre- impression on our clients. So again, yeah, she, she knew us a few of our clients from different things we've done, different events and whatnot, but you know, our clients love her and you know, she's, she can talk to anybody. Um. Uh, So it's been an amazing experience to say, okay, you know, when you've been married for 25 years to a teacher, people ask, well, how how does that work? How's it like, what's it like working with your wife or what's it like working with your husband? I'm like, this is, we're making up time. We're making up lost time at this point. We spend, you know, pretty close to 24 seven together, but this is time that we didn't have, you know, people think that teachers' lives are so easy in in many cases. I think people that there's more of a realization now with everything we've dealt with the last few years. But it's oh, they get 3 months off for the summer and they get this a break and that break and it's that's just recovery time from all the crap they have to put up with yeah uh during the school year. So this this is, I tell people this is just you know we're just making up time that we lost uh being married to a teacher. So it's it's well, been amazing.
2: Congratulations to the both of you. Thank you. If you had all of the money in the world, Eric, what would you do?
0: This is going to be this is probably going to sound uh very cliche, but I would be doing exactly what I'm doing now. I think this, you know, the the difference, and it really comes down to you have you have to see the look on somebody's face when you've made a difference in their life. And a fin- you know what a financial advisor can do, the impact you can have. I had a client just recently that I they've been, they've been with me since the beginning, pretty much so maybe year one, year two, somewhere in there. I have been bugging them for over 20 years to get their estate plan done. They finally got it done.
1: <laughs> and you
0: see, you just see that, that there's like this weight lifted off their shoulders, that it's just, you know, we got it done. If, if something happens to us and their and their family is just as important as our family is to us, mm-hmm. it, it is, is to them. But knowing that they've taken now the steps that if anything happens, their boy, their family is, is going to be taken care of. Everything's going to be okay. They're going to be, uh, they're not going to have to worry. They're not going to have to worry about money. They're not going to have to, you know, stress about Who's going to be making the decisions and all these different things that, that people, if they don't have their estate plan done or they don't have financial planning done in period, that can crop up and really cause issues with tension and family stress and all these different things but those types of those types of scenarios that that truly make a difference in people's lives there's nothing better than that it, again when you see that that weight lifted off somebody's shoulders or they or the the tension in their eyes that just kind of goes away when they know they're going to be okay they're going to be able to retire maybe they're going to retire sooner than they when they thought they could uh they, again there's there's nothing better than that i i don't i there's probably other things to do. I've always wanted to be, I always thought if I didn't do this, I would be a coach. Uh, I love basketball. Our family, We're kind of a basketball family. So, you know, yes, but there's so much, there's so much of a correlation between coaching and financial advisors that it's just helping people put people in the right position to be successful. Oh. That's really what it comes down to. And there's nothing. So if if I had the opportunity to coach, maybe that's what I would, if I had all the money in the world, maybe I would, I would look at being a coach, but I have a hard time thinking that's going to be any better than what I do every day now.
2: Well, and that means you are living and working your purpose, you know? Absolutely. You know what you want to be doing, and you're doing it, mister. <laughs> so let me ask you one thing that most people don't know about you. One pe- One thing. That they would not
0: know. have a clue. Yeah. The people that, I, that knew me in high school, they would be completely shocked at what I'm doing right now.
2: Were you the I'm class clown?
0: It. I know. No, no, no. I was the I was the quiet guy. I was the quiet guy. As you know, my name is Eric Blake. Three fourths of the people didn't know my first name. Oh, I was. I, I'm even today. People still call me Blake, but that it's now it's more because yeah, you know, you got two first names. That's just going to happen.
2: Right but back
0: then, I'm not sure people knew what my first for name really me. was. So, and I and I, and I and my my wife's going to kill me for saying something like this, but you know, my my in laws they have no clue what I actually do, and it's. And this is, once they find out what I'm doing, they're going to be completely shocked because they've known me, they've known me as long as she has. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so when you think about, you know, where I, where I was 30 years ago uh, and the person I was and what I've become, uh, nobody would believe what I, what the person I was back then versus yeah. the person I am now. So financial I was, I was the advisor
2: podcaster,
0: all the above. You got it. But <laughs> they, you know, they, in their minds, what does he know about what, who's he did not even talk to anybody. Cause I'm, you know, I'm still relatively quiet. Um, I'm not a very good small talker. You know, how many guys are, but you know, Yeah. But when it comes to, when it comes to, again, sitting down one-on-one with our clients, uh, you know, that I love you. when you find your peg in, it's back to the passion. If you find your passion, you can talk about pretty much anything. But there would, there would not be a single person I knew in high school that would believe what I'm doing right now. That we <laughs> that I'm sitting here talking to you about uh, about a, our first episode podcast episode, uh, talking one on one with people. You know, we did uh, in March of 2021. No, is that is that right? No, 2022. We did our first International Women's Day event. So most people don't even know there's a there's a uh, International women's Day that's right March 8th International women's Day 2022 we decided to do an internet or women's history month event and that's what we decided to do we did an International women's Day lunch so last year we had about 60 women uh I and I did my did my thing I spoke and talked about my passions and all that kind of stuff and again people wouldn't believe that that, that was me up there talking uh people that knew me 30 years ago yeah uh, and we did it again this year and we had 80 women so good you know, It's, it's one of those things that, you know, I would, I would, and I probably wouldn't believe it either. If somebody told me 30 years from now, you're going to be a financial advisor, you're going to be starting a podcast. You're going to be talking in front of people. I would say, no, you're wrong. That's, that's not me. That's, I can't do that. (laughs) And even I still, you still get nervous even today, but uh, you know, it's, it's again, when you know, you're making a difference in people's lives, it's a little easier to get over that hump.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. You're definitely making a difference. So let me ask you a little bit about the podcast. Now that we've got the podcast, we're moving and grooving, we're getting things done. Who is it that you most want to listen to this podcast? Who do you want to reach?
0: The people that I'm looking to reach are, again, going to be primarily women, uh, women who are looking for education, who want to make smart decisions when it comes to retirement. You know, as far as our, our clients and most, for the most part, we're, we're, focused on women who are less than five years from retirement, typically even maybe less than three. But that doesn't necessarily have to be our audience. You know, though, hopefully those are the people that are, getting, many of the people that are going to be listening, but it's women who have gone through, uh, again, gone through a divorce or, or been widowed, or they're just they're just ready to take control of their own financial future. They want to take control of their retirement rather than in many cases where, you know, women have often delegated that responsibility to the husband. And unfortunately, when you think about many of the scenarios that we deal with, it's a a woman that is, you know, they're early sixties, maybe late fifties, early sixties, but now as they're approaching retirement on their own, more likely than not the vision they had of retirement over the last 30 years has just been turned up on its head. Yeah. They said, you know, I'm going to be retiring with this person. We're going to be together. We're going to be doing these different things. Uh, but now it's, back to that puzzle, we've got a different puzzle now, you know, the the pieces have all been mixed up. Now we got to put them back together, based on what's most important to you. How are we going to go about doing that? So that's what I'm looking to do is provide education, uh, talking about some of these issues with Social Security, talking about tax planning, you know, there was a, it's been out there for a long time. But there was an article that actually that came out uh, March of this year, that said the the wage gap, the gender wage gap has not changed in 20 years. Mm. Women still on average make 82% of what men make. So what does that mean to women? That means your social security benefits are lower. Your pension benefits, if you have one are lower, your, uh, your savings, you probably haven't had the opportunity to save. Not only do you have the wage gap, you also have the statistical probability that the woman has taken some amount of time out of the workforce to care for family, whether Mm -hmm. that's children when they were younger, or that was parents when they got older. So more than likely, they've, they've lost some time in the workforce as well. Now, from my perspective, that does not mean you can't have the retirement that you deserve. But what it does mean is you need to be proactive. You need to educate yourself on how do I make that reality then? How do I make sure I'm making the right decisions with social security that I'm not giving up benefits that I, that I'm eligible, that I deserve, whether that's a benefits off of an ex-spouse, or benefits or, or survivor benefits from a from a, a spouse that passed away. Taxes. So that's it, kind of the way I'd look at it. There's, there's really three p- big pieces of that puzzle that have to be incorporated. It's investing smarter, it's minimizing taxes, it's maximizing Social Security. If you can figure out how to do those three things, you're probably going to put yourself in a in a pretty good position to, to live the retirement again.
2: Live the retirement that you deserve. Well, I love it, Blake. I mean, Eric. That was a little joke. <laughs> you so did we'll it. joke. <laughs> I actually do love it. I love this. I cannot wait to uh, dig in and find out more. And I am very eager to hear what you have planned for us. Uh, it's. I,
0: I'm excited. Again, I've already got a number of to- topics outlined. I've got guests in mind. So I'm excited to bring some true value to to the lives of the people that that, that choose to listen. I uh, hope they're going to benefit from it. And uh, again, I'm excited. Yeah, well,
2: and that's great. So how do people get in touch with you?
0: So what I would suggest is uh, check out our website. It's BlakeWealthManagement.com. You can learn a lot. We've got a lot of different free resources on there. We've got a link to our YouTube video. Uh, More importantly, we've got a link to our our actual process that we go through with prospective clients who are looking to learn more about our firm, uh, are potentially interested in engaging with us. Uh, Just hit the start here. If you look at the very top, there's a big green start here. You click that, you can actually see our process. And we're going to, and I, I, I'm planning to do an episode on that. It's specifically on that why you should have a process, why your financial advisor needs a process, yes. uh, how you can benefit from that. So that's definitely going to be one of our episodes uh, soon to come. Uh, but that's the best way that, to give you a chance to, uh, to learn more about us. If you choose to, uh, the first step in our process is just a 15 minute introductory phone call. Get to learn about each other ask any questions that you might have for me i'm going to ask you a lot of questions about uh, about what your goals are what you're trying to accomplish and then we say go from where we go
2: from there all right well i am looking forward to it this was a total pleasure for me so thank you for uh allowing me to be part of this journey with you
0: i i appreciate you you made you make this easy so i appreciate the uh
2: the help thank you and thank you for joining us today Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell.
1: That's it for today's episode of the Simply Retirement Podcast. We hope you found our insights and advice helpful in planning for a fulfilling retirement. Don't forget to take action on what you've learned today. Visit our website at BlakeWealthManagement.com to learn more about our firm and review our Simply Retirement Roadmap process to get you on the right path to the retirement you deserve. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Thank you for joining us on this journey, and we look forward to helping you achieve your retirement goals. Remember, retirement is not the end of the road. It is the start of a new journey. So embrace it and make the most of it. Until next time, take care. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security, or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analyses of Blake Wealth Management. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG advisory, private client services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Blake Wealth Management, or RFG advisory, or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC, advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor, private client services, Blake Wealth Management, and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities.